What's up, fantasy world? This is the Fantasy's Finest Podcast for Fantasy Football. I am your host, William Spencer, alongside my cohort in crime, Jalen McQueen. Jalen, wow. let's talk to the people. What's going on, peoples? All right. This is our first episode. Uh, one thing I want to get into before we get really, before we, you know, really get into introducing ourselves. Uh, the purpose of this podcast is not only to be informative, but I want I want our podcast, Jalen, to be something that the experience can listen to. You know, the guys that have been in fantasy football for years, right. and more so the the new guys. Um, I want you know the information that we go over, the picks, our takes, you know, our banter, whatever. I want it to be. Something that a person coming, you know, right off the street into fantasy football, they can listen <laughs> to and be like, hey, man, you know what? That actually makes sense. I'm not confused with <laughs> all these numbers and stats and, you know, and, and all that stuff is good. Like all the analytics and all the numbers. I love that stuff. Like I grew into that. But my first year in fantasy, I ain't know nothing about that. Like the, I, I started fantasy football in 2012. And I ended up drafting RG3 as my running back. I mean, as my quarterback. And I'm like, you know, running back? Yeah, that was a <laughs> You know that. He's a quarterback. <laughs> but like, I had to draft him because the only guy that I knew that I wanted to take was Tony Romo because I'm a Cowboys right. fan. Of course. So like, wow. You know, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And then, like, as the season progressed, I got uh, I got into it a little bit more, and you know I started figuring some things out on my own, and it it got gradually better. You know, and right. I actually made it to I actually made it to the semifinals that year. Cause um, that cause RG three sensational year. Yeah, and then he got hurt. You know, then when he I got hurt, right? Off. And I got screwed by Eli Manning. So I don't like I to this day, I will never draft Eli Manning ever. Like he just Eli Manning still shouldn't even be in the NFL. But that's a whole nother topic for another day. (laughs) But at least with this show, what we do have, number one, you more experienced than I am. I basically just started. But I always love I'm a I'm a big stats and eye test dude. So fantasy is where it's at. Yeah, and I the thing about I like about you, Jalen, is that you're not afraid to throw a take out there and just be gutsy with it. Like that's what fantasy football is all about. You, yep. you never know where, if you're going to be right or wrong until the season starts. Until it happens, right? Exactly. So I mean, that's just you know one of the things that I wanted to get across before we really get this episode going. Um, but like I said before. I'll reintroduce myself. My name is William Spencer. My co-host is Jalen McQueen. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. are from Philadelphia, and we are Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> First, I'll say, you know, still listen. <laughs> if you're about to say, we just lost all our listeners <laughs> right then and there. <laughs> but we do got another host, Eagles fan. Yeah, we got another one, a Broncos fan. So, so it's not balance us out. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Balance us out. Yeah, it's not Broncos, a, right? A Cowboys 
heavy. I'll right. put it like this. When it comes to fantasy football, I'm not as biased towards my Cowboys without proper information. Like, I ain't biased like, towards them at all anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get started with our episode. What we're going to get into first is our news and headlines from around the league. Um, there's a lot of news that I wanted to cover. Some of it's a little old and a lot of it just like exploded in the last two days. So and for and before you continue, right? Yeah. What everybody gotta know is when you're talking about news and headlines, you gotta pay attention to the stuff that's going on in the league because it can affect the way you draft your team. Exactly. If you don't pay attention and you just go willy-nilly out there and make up your draft stock or whatever, your mock draft, a day before, you ain't going to do too well. So pay attention to what Will is saying right now. All right, go ahead, Will. I just have to get that out. Let's get right into our new segment. All right, so first up, we had two guys, two guys that are coming back from injury uh, last year. They both tore their Achilles and uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Des Bryant. Both posted videos on their IG accounts of them uh, running in cleats. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is running in cleats for the first time since the injury. Uh, he looked like he still got some juice in them legs. And Des Bryant uh, looks he, old. He <laughs> there's, there's no reason for you to say anything else, but he looks elderly. But go he ahead. Look, he looked he looked a little slow, you know. But Des has never really been a burner type of wide receiver. That's true. So he looks good. Like the fact that he's moving around and he's he looks like he's uh and he's catching the ball. He still got hands. So if you get him a oh does he now? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, oh, I, I see what you're doing, but we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> gonna... <laughs> All right. Um, Emmanuel Sanders looks like he's going to be. Uh, he's still in recovery. Uh, the most recent news says that he won't be back until mid-July, which is probably just a precautionary thing to keep him, you know, on pace. That's true. They don't want to rush him back, and they don't mm-hmm. want him to injure himself. Um, Des Bryant, not much news has been said about him, but he's still posting um, IG videos about during his uh, training and stuff. So he looks like he's in closer to return. All he needs is a, a team to pick him up. And if he had hands, he would have a team. But that's another situation for another day. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Um, Benjamin Benjamin Watson, uh, the former New Orleans Saints tight end, mm-hmm. said he was going to retire, came out of retirement, and signed with the New England Patriots, uh, I believe on a one-year deal. Uh, the thing <laughs> is they already had Austin Severian Jenkins, but ASJ is made of glass. So the Benjamin Watson signing does make more sense. But the the funny thing is, which will kind of segue into our next headline, Kyle Rudolph. Um, I had a conversation with some guys in a fantasy league chat that I'm in on uh, Instagram. And he brought this up. He said, you know, the Vikings are looking, they may be looking into trading him. Oh, they, God, right. They drafted uh, Irv Smith. Uh, during the 2019, which is who I wanted us to draft. Really? Yeah, I did. Okay, but now, I, no, I'm just saying if the Vikings looking to trade, 
for or no trade Kyle Rudolph. I'm just saying, Cowboys, a third round in Sean Lee. I mean, we need a tight end. <laughs> you still trying to pitch Sean Lee, yo? Because we got we got two young linebackers. You know what I'm saying? I know there's a little bit off topic. I'm just saying. Sean Lee stepped in towards like the end of the season. We seen a little dip from Van Der Esch because it messed him up. You know what I'm saying? You start Sean Lee and you take him out after the first play just to give him a start and keep his record going. Then yeah. you put him in the playoffs in a big in a big freaking conversion that we needed to try to enforce this comeback with the Rams. And our best tackler, Van Der Esch, you got him on the bench. You got Sean Lee out there. Boom, first down. Now we out the playoff. I'm just saying, we need to get <laughs> – we need to get from under these Garrett guys. Ship Sean Lee and the third round pick to the Vikings. Give us Kyle Rudolph. I don't know. He his his contract for this year is seven point five million. You think Dallas got the space for him? Oh please, Jerry Jones. He got the most valuable franchise. He better <laughs> he better give him a little side money. <laughs> give him a side check. Come on, and we need a tight end. All right, but the New England Patriots got some bread too. And, you know, it just seems like players just fall into the Patriots' lap. Yeah, you know, they that's just, the winning effect. And it's like the guys that you don't expect to get there. Like, this is a part of our headline too. Dontrell Inman signed with the New England Patriots too. I'm going to actually bring him – I like that signing. I'm going to bring him back up too later okay. on. But I do like that signing. All right, let's keep going. Uh, let's go to Washington. Uh, head coach Jay Gruden says that it's an open competition for the starting quarterback job between Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, and Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, are you <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, let's be real. Let's be real real quick. Why are we going to do this? We already Listen. know what you get in Colt McCoy. You already know that Case Keenum is right. a journeyman. Right. There's nothing. There's, I, I, but you I'm know what it proves, job, though. What is the fact that Dwayne Haskins might not be as good if you are in competition? Nah, nah. With that, Case Keenum. That that says everything. I I I put to I'll say this. He's saying that so that he doesn't look stupid because you went out, you brought in Case Keenum. He was toting Colt McCoy before he broke his leg last year. Like, he was legit. Come but, on, man. But you look dumb anyway signing Case Keenum. I, he, because, was dumb, he was dumb saying this. Yeah, uh, I mean, you seen what, you seen how the Vikings in 17, how they were so hyped up. And Case Keenum, the minute he had to place a team with a good defense, the Eagles demolished him. Oh and then God. he goes, I, I know, but like I said, I ain't biased. The Eagles did demolish him. Oh, I no, watched I, that game. I didn't say that because I watched it too. And I'm like, he threw that one touchdown pass. The one touchdown, the, the, like, the, what was it, three, a three minute drive? Yep. And then right after that, Ghosted. he got smoked for the rest <laughs> of the game. <laughs> so then, and then he goes to the Broncos. He goes to the Broncos and they fell. I mean, it's, Come on, get a job to Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Let the Eagles and Cowboys beat him up in the division. It's going to happen anyway. Because they don't have any wide receivers either. So it's like, yeah, it's going to happen anyway. It don't matter who's starting at the QB spot. The Eagles and the Cowboys is a two. It's it's a two team race. Like this. That made news and headlines. 
I mean, that was more of a laughing point for me because they're in our division. So it was like, I, I wrote it down. I'm writing it down. I'm laughing while I'm writing it down. Right. Like, this kid, all, any Redskins fans that listen to our podcast, you know, yeah, I feel bad for y'all. Like, y'all in football purgatory right now. Y'all need to get rid of Jay Gruden. And that's the, I think they need to get rid of Jay Gruden as much as we need to get rid of Jason Garrett. The only difference between the two is it's kind of hard to get rid of Garrett because 12 and 4, 13 and 3. And even when you got to lose a season, it's 8 and 8. It's not really, you know, I think uh, 15, we went 4 and 12, but that's what uh, Romo was down, which is why we drafted Dak. So, but you talk about from the time that, let's say, Dak entered the league, he hasn't had to lose a season. So it's kind of hard to fire somebody like that that has not had to lose a season. But Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, Giants fans, Redskins fans know that Jason Garrett, as long as he's the head coach, you ain't going nowhere. I don't know. I, I'll say this before we move on. I kind of got a good feeling about this season. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up later. Now, let's stay in our division. <laughs> let's go to New York. Mike Shula, the Giants' offensive coordinator, says Daniel Jones could start week one if needed. Is this a joke? <laughs> is this a joke? My thing is, they're gas- they were gassing up Eli Manning all offseason. Oh, Eli can pay- play another two seasons. You know, Eli is still good. He's still viable. So if he's still good, why are you saying Daniel Jones can start if they need him to? Why would you need him to start? <laughs> this is obviously a joke. I, I mean, a lot of funny stuff this week. <laughs> why Eli Manning shouldn't even be? Why is he starting? I'm glad he's starting. It just makes well, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's starting too. But when you talk about bad quarterbacks, I mean. Then they trade away Webb, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he could have you start you supposed to start him over Eli like now. So then you got Daniel Jones. Come on, like that's not he's not competing for a job. I mean, if Daniel Jones is competing against Eli, then the owner, the GM, they need to be fired because Eli in the last three years has won what like seven games. Hmm. Last two years, I mean, like seven games. You gotta he gotta go. Probably somewhere around there. Nah, I like Eli. Eli, you stay right where you are. Giants fans, yay. <laughs> no Odell and Eli. Come on, oh, man. I still can't. <laughs> no, no. Like, that was... uh, I don't know. But let's stay in New York. Um, Robbie Anderson, the Jets' uh, number one wide receiver, signs his two-year, his second-round tender. Uh, the deal is worth one year, uh, $3 million, just uh, $3.11 mm-hmm. million. So that's not bad for him. He's going to be their number one option up there. But the real headline is Adam Gase. He yep. didn't want, apparently, the word out of the Jets camp is that he didn't want Le'Veon Bell. He didn't want to spend big money for Le'Veon Bell right. or any running back in particular. Um, they just had two firings up in New York, too. They got rid of the GM. Yeah, and Mike McCagnan, something like that. I think that's his name. Wow. But he just got there. You already, the draft already happened and you fired right. him. This like, is my what? thing, though. I, number one, I want to say first and foremost that I feel sorry for Le'Veon 
because what it kind of reminds me like is it reminds me of the Lakers right now. Like all this stuff going on with the Lakers, magic step down, then you hire a bad coach, and now you, all this bull crap happening in the front office. And LeBron, you know, LeBron, like, what the heck? So I think Le'Veon in the same boat. You wanted to get paid, you got paid now. Then you got uh, the dude getting fired. Then you got another dude talking about, oh, I didn't want Le'Veon. I didn't even want to spend big money on a running back. And then you got uh, Adam Gates. They traded Darren Lee right to the Chiefs. Right after he got fired because he didn't like the roster move. So it's like, this is... 26th round pick. Exactly. This is why it don't matter. Unless you're the Yankees or yeah, New York is like the sports is I feel bad for y'all. I seriously do. Because the Jets about to go five and eleven. Oh man. I think Gase is still real in front of him. uh white lines that when he was in Miami, they got the uh, the other coach fired out there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Like um, that uh that nose candy. <laughs> they gotta come on, New York. We gotta get it together. Sheesh. They can stay right where they are. I like New well, York. We well, we played it just this year too. So you're right. Keep going on, Adam Gase. We <laughs> love you down here. You know what I'm saying? Let it carry over. Maybe I'm <laughs> the King and Drake treatment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Um, Mike Breda. Uh, the running back for the San Francisco 49ers, he tells the Athletic that all three running backs are going to be used a lot. Who is he to tell me? Come on, you're not the coach. Okay, now listen. They have, they don't actually have three. They're five running backs deep. They have Raheem Morster. I'm going to butcher his name. It's Moster. Jeffrey Wilson, Breda himself, uh, Mm -hmm. and Tevin Coleman, who they got through uh, free agency. Right, right. This screams nothing but running back by committee, and I'm staying away from it. It looks like the situation that the Eagles are in right now. You don't know really who your main running back going to be, so you're I, just trying out a bunch of different guys just to see who's going to work. We going we I'm going to touch on that a little later. And I but wh- but why? I don't understand. Like you're a running back, you're not a coach. Now I'm I'm all for like speaking up, but you can't tell us how all the running backs are going to be used. You don't know. That's you true. you don't know. Earlier in this, earlier in the um, off season, you know, before they, I believe before they picked up Tevin Coleman, or maybe a little bit after, um, what you call the Kyle Shanahan? He was like, right. you know, their roles will be defined by them, like you know, whoever whoever you comes know. out. And he said something along the lines of, "You don't believe like, that because it's the first the first time something goes wrong, and ain't nobody get enough carries. Oh, it's the coach's decision. So keep it like that." <laughs> Let the coach handle the game plan and how the running backs gonna be used, and you just run the ball. Yeah, keep it a being. I think it's gonna be Tevin Coleman the lead. That's what I think as well. Get the the passing downs because they're right. much not to use him. Right, exactly. All right. Um, in other news, up in Seattle, uh, we all know that uh, the Seattle Seahawks cut Camp Chancellor and Doug Baldwin um, for failed physicals. And then a couple of days later, Doug Baldwin retired via his Twitter account. Now, th- you know, Doug Baldwin was a pretty decent wide receiver. Um, maybe not so much in terms of fantasy because when you look at his numbers, he only had really three good seasons. 
But uh, that's all due to Seattle's offense. They are definitely a run first team. Yeah, you got so if you pick in Doug Baldwin or if you did before, it was only two. It's probably that flex spot. That's probably it. But oh, and RB two, receiver uh, two. Right, right. But yeah, pretty good. Pretty good career. Um, Cam Chancellor, though. I think they're just trying to get rid of whatever is left of that. Yeah, he actually had um injury guarantee on his contract. He did. He didn't he didn't come out and outright retire because he was still getting that money. So, you know, it once he once he failed this physical, this past physical, I think his uh his con- his money was up for that deal so they were able to cut him without If any- you are the Cowboys, do you sign Cam? Do you try to get Cam? I, I thought about that in the beginning, and I tweeted it out. Um, but because I, I am tired of Jeff Heath back there, Jeff Heath. I think they're gonna they drafted a uh, a safety. We did draft a safety. Um, but we drafted. If I'm not mistaken, we drafted a safety late, so I don't think he gonna get as much time. Plus, they signed uh, who we who did we just sign from the Vikings? The safety. I always forget his name. Um, George I- I- okay. I- I- Yeah, so I'm guessing we trying to flex something out there. So, well, they're gonna have some money next year, so they they got they got a little bread to deal with. Yeah, especially with us going, especially once we let Byron Jones walk. But I actually does. I thought that Cam was gonna be available too. So, uh, I, when I tweeted it out, like people kept telling me, like, Nah, Cam done. Cam done. His neck is done. And I'm like, Why well, didn't see that? And then when I dug a little deeper. Come to find out, he had a. It was his neck injury was career ending. Right. The reason why he didn't because he had the injury guarantee. He like unofficially retired, so he was still you know going through recovery and um, therapy, and the Seahawks kept him on so he can get he can collect that money. Right. I guess this, that money was up this year, so they could cut him without any um, fallback on their cap. Um, let's go down to North uh, to Carolina. Cam Newton says that he's feeling good. Uh, he has off-season shoulder, shoulder surgery. Um, he wants to start throwing before Cam. What do you think about Cam? What do I think about Cam? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't even get me started. I, I, I get so irritated with Cam Newton. And if I would, I would demolish what you just asked me. Matter of <laughs> fact, I, I am going to do it because I'm tired of hearing all the noise about our QB, Dak, right? hmm But I did a lot of research, right? And Cam, when you look at his stats, and I, I guess if you want to call it blessed, I've been blessed with watching Cam since he entered the league. And I'm going to just go out and say he's not really a good quarterback. Mm. At all. Outside of that one Outside of that one uh, great year he had in 2015, where they went to the Super Bowl, he is inaccurate. He ha- he does have a strong arm. He got a rocket. He but what does that matter if you can't put the ball in your receiver's hands? He's inaccurate. Um, Benjamin said the same thing. I mean, I know Kelvin. Yeah, and he he got slammed for it, right? Yeah. But Cam 
he had a if you want to call it a pretty good year last year. He threw the same amount of touchdowns as Dak, but he had about seven more interceptions, mm-hmm. six or seven more interceptions. Uh, his completion rate was just a little bit better, right? And see, as a quarterback, it's good to have a strong arm, but it's also good to be able to have you know a little touch to give your receivers a chance. You throwing darts like darts. The other thing that I've I've seen about Cam over the last few seasons is that if things don't go his way. And I think that's what separates him and Dak, in my opinion. When things don't go his way, he kind of check out of games. He does. One game in particular was uh, was uh, 2017 when the Eagles played – I think it's when the Eagles played Carolina. And it was like back and forth for a little bit, and then you got into the fourth quarter. Yep. And like the Eagles was just smacking Cam around like left and right. He got, he got sacked like maybe twice in the fourth quarter. Cox got him. I think somebody else got him. He was getting he was getting hit. And like they were at the point where they were driving down the field. They were all they had to do was get in the field goal range and they would have won the game. Yeah, I was about to say the game was close too, I believe. Yeah. He chucked up. He I knew he was done. He threw a uh he threw a bomb to Christian McCaffrey in the corner of the end zone. And I'm like, who drew this up? Mm-hmm. You throw a pass to the shortest guy yep. on the field. Yep. And then he threw like two more bombs into the corner, and then it was fourth and fourth and forever. He he wasn't getting in the field goal range like that. And I'm like, they only needed like it had to be like uh it had to be like eight yards or less. It right. wasn't something like they couldn't pick it up. But he was he threw three Hail Marys and was like, No, nah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm about to, I'm I'm going to the locker. And my biggest thing with Cam is, you know, um he does not make smart plays with the football. He he just does not. I think he go and my thing is you've been in the league since 2011. You've been in the league for 7 years. You you telling me out of those 7 years, you have not yet uh you know been able to progress. I mean, I'm sorry, uh you know, to go up and you throwing 13 picks, 16 picks, 14, 12, 17. It's every year. And I just don't feel like if if can't I don't think he's top fifteen QBs. I'm I think he's below that. People really like Cam Newton coming in, but you know why they like him? I want you to say it, Will. Why do they like him? Because he can run. Yep. But last time I checked, when it comes to running, that doesn't make you a good QB. At least that's what everybody tells me. Yeah, those running touchdowns. Yeah, running touchdowns on me. It doesn't mean jack. It, it don't. It don't mean nothing. Nope. Because if the other quarterback that you're comparing him to don't run touchdowns, because his knees are made of glass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now my thing is with Cam. You know, what I'm saying I, I do think he's a great runner of the football. I what I would like to see Cam do. Yeah, I, what I would like to see Cam do is take his time. And we bash other QBs for that sometimes. You know, we bash Wentz for holding the ball too long. We bash Dak for holding the ball too long. But I would like to see Cam take his time and make a smart play because he don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's and That's what leads to those interceptions. It's you going the fly route, and I'm going to throw it as far as I can. Interception. Or as hard as he can. It'd be bouncing yeah, from his hands. <laughs> and you've seen, what, and you seen what happened in the Super Bowl 
when they took when they took that away. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it killed him. He <laughs> they got torched. He couldn't make any smart plays with the football, and that's exactly what's wrong with Ken. So I'm going into uh, this season. Just take it. Um, um, I think the the Panthers did a great job in drafting the QB, just in case you know Cam continues with the shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. So insurance Cam, if it look, from my eyes, it looks like Cam on the hot seat. So he got to play his way out there, hot seat. Hot seat, but the, you need somebody to be able to step in when if he if and when he goes down again, because that shoulder injury when he got hurt. It was like he couldn't do anything. But my thing is, if your shoulder is that bad, then why are you rushing back? Because that's his job. His job's on the line. I, I, I don't think he's no, in No, his seat. job is to play the quarterback position. If if the shoulder is limited, is limiting you that much for you not to be able to throw the ball how you want to throw it, then, you know what I'm saying, then sit out. Because you can't bring up that shoulder excuse when things don't go right, you don't throw interceptions because your shoulder hurt. And I think that's the second time he's had shoulder, uh, surgery on that shoulder. Yeah, so so two surgeries in what, like the last two years, three years? You got just sit. They drafted the QB. Let the QB, you know what I'm saying, let, you know, let him play the first three games. And then if you feel him better after that, then you come in and go ahead and throw your 16 interceptions. <laughs> oh, <you're> cold-blooded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now if you if you thought that was news, you got to take a look at this. Joe Flacco told reporters that he's not going to mentor Drew Locke. He says it's not my job to do that. My job is to win football games. Right. If I'm Drew Locke, I'm going like this right now because <laughs> he just dodged the bullet. What could Joe Flacco actually teach you about being a quarterback? He's a when Super Bowl a- champion. Yeah, but we come on, man. We all know that was Ray Lewis. That was the Baltimore Ravens defense. It was. They, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't let you say that. I'm sorry. I can't okay. because did you you? I think in the that playoff run, Flacco threw for like what eleven touchdowns, no interceptions. Flacco actually played extremely well to get. You know, to the Super Bowl to win that Super Bowl, but I will say this: Super oh, Bowl that's, that's long gone. Yeah, I was about to. That's what it, I was about to come back with. The NFL is about what have you done lately, and right. what has Joe Flacco done lately? Absolutely not. He's been hurt the last two seasons. He got traded to Denver for a corner store hoagie and <laughs> a French fry platter, like. <laughs> He, they they basically got him for nothing, and he doesn't have any guaranteed money on his contract. No. So basically, you're saying you want to win football games for a team, but you're just the bridge guy. If you got anything to offer as far as being a mentor, it's not like, oh, well, you know what, Joe? We're going to keep you for a couple years. Nah, boy, you are the bridge guy. We got – the Denver's like we got our quarterback for the future. They don't know that, and I wouldn't believe that either. If you I, don't – okay. This okay. I, I completely disagree with you, completely. Okay. Be, um, respectfully disagree because it is not his job to coach the young quarterback. I mean, you know, you'll do it, you know, unintentionally, you know, 
oh, you need to make this throw. You need to throw that a little bit better. You need to lead him, you know, better. You need to get that ball out quicker. You know, he'll do that stuff. But when it comes to mentoring, you know, mentoring the QB, that's what you got a QB coach for. It's not his job. And then when you talk about what could Joe offer him, I mean, he could offer him a lot. I mean, he's he been in the league for a while. You know, he's seen some things. Um, he dealt with injuries. You know, injuries happen. If the Q, if that uh, young QB goes through any injuries, Joe could teach him how to get through that, you know, not being part of the team. You know? That's the case. That's what you got your strength and conditioning coaches for. That's what you got uh, the medical staff for the team for. Joe don't need to teach you how to get through injuries. No, but see, it's different. Injuries. Okay, put it like this. Let's let's take who – okay, let's take Carson and Foles, right? Mm-hmm. When Carson got hurt, you know, he not really being talked to on the sideline. Foles, <laughs> not, and it's not like a shot, but I'm saying, you know, Foles is out there. Foles is with the coach. Foles is with the QB coach looking at the plans. You know what I'm saying? This Wentz over there sitting in the corner. Right. Not, right. Not yeah, like really. I've been here before. Right. Through this. Give me a break, man. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying besides the point. You know, he'll do it unintentionally, but Joe Flacco absolutely correct. But I'm not here to man. teach you that. I'm here to win games, which is he, which he is there to try to win games. You know, besides the fact that Elway can't draft a QB or pick a QB, he has no eyes when it comes to quarterback position. Okay. Now, before you keep going, yeah, he's trying to win games. The last four seasons in Baltimore, three and seven before injury, eight and eight, nine and seven, and four and five before he got bumped out. Yeah, he's definitely trying to win some games. Wait, wait, wait. But see, Pete, Pete, what you just said, though, he didn't say he going to win games. He said he trying to win games. It's a big <laughs> difference. It's a big difference. You know oh, what I'm saying? I wish I had my drop board up. So I'm, could, just like, sit your, sit your <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I think Joe Flacco complete. You know, as I mean, as a young QB, you don't want to hear that because it comes off a little bit. You know, what I'm saying arrogant, but at the same time, Joe Flacco is absolutely correct. That's not my job. That's a quarterback's job. He getting paid, or you know, the quarterback coach's job. He getting paid to do that job. Do your job. And I young ball up, and then disagree with you. If you the QB and you got a little time, like, look, you know what? Let me help the young boy out. You know, he knew here. Let me show him the ropes a little bit. I ain't saying you got to hold his hand, and you know, this is how you throw the football. You think Brett Favre did that to Aaron Rodgers? Brett Favre sure. was a tool, though. But 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 that's my Aaron point. Rodgers, he Aaron Rodgers ain't need Brett Favre. But but that's my point. Aaron Rodgers didn't. He didn't bring up Brett. I mean I mean Brett Favre didn't bring up Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. He didn't coach him either. That's because Favre was worried about. Come on, man. When you, you got think Eric Bledsoe did at the Tom Brady? No, that's what you got a coach for. All right. Well, I mean, you got Bill Belichick there. <laughs> that's different. Bill, come on, Bill Belichick is deaf. He a defensive minded coach. Dude, he turns, but, he turns out on the low. He turns out cube, good QBs, and then they go other They go, they go in New England. They look great. That's true. System, and then they leave and they deteriorate. Well, I, that's not true. No, recently I, that's I, not true. Um, uh, did you, you got Jimmy Garoppolo in forty Indiana? What'd you say? Did you see Jacoby Brissett? Wait, time out. I was actually going to bring that up. I was actually going to bring that up because I knew that you because I knew that you would skip over 
uh, Jimmy G and, and San Fran, you would go right to Jacoby Brissett. Now, Jacoby Brissett can't stay I mean, he looks good for the five games that he's been in. What, 10 games over two seasons? So. Now, Jacoby Brissett, be fair to, I'm he sorry. Didn't, he, he's not, I don't think, he's not a bad QB. Is he Jimmy G? No. But <laughs> don't forget that they take, when they need to make a, uh, a long throw, a hail mary. They take out Andrew Luck and put a Jimmy. I mean, put a Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I, I, I should have known you was gonna go that route. Where <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Luck proceeded to roast the NFL. <sighs> I mean, it wasn't you know Pat Mahomes like, but he was the number two quarterback in fantasy last year. Yeah, Andrew Luck is a he's a beast. That was just Frank Wright doing. You, what he was you got it. To. Yeah, you got that with Jacoby. <laughs> Listen, he proceeded to throw like thirty something touchdowns. Listen, give give Jacoby Brissett to well, never mind. The Jags got full got fools now, but I don't know. Give him to the Bills or I don't know somebody. Mm-mm. The Dolphins he he might street. play pretty good he on the street, just where he need to be. Or he <laughs> he's probably still on the uh, the Colts behind Andrew Luck. He yeah. is good spot there, but that's enough. For our news and headline segment. Now we're going to get into the meat of our podcast, the top rookies post draft. You know, the, the, the NFL draft, had, we were a few weeks removed from it. But now that everybody's got a spot, we can get into uh, some of the rookies that I think are going to have a faster impact on their teams and for your fantasy teams uh, this season. So let's jump. Let's get into that uh, right now. All right. Now, I have quite a few guys on my list. How about you only give two? You give two, I give two. So I'll let you choose. Now, listen, I'll let you choose. All right, how about this? You give your two, I give my two. Did we, we both choose a sleeper? Okay. Fair? That's uh, fine. You made me all this. All right, so listen, I'll go first. So you can try, you can get your list together. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'll go first. All right, so my number one draft prospect um, is Devin Bush, drafted by the Steelers, a linebacker. Um, you going IDP. Mm. Listen, um, I think Devin Bush is going to be great for the Steelers. Losing Ryan Shazier, um, they definitely need, you know, that dog. The you know, uh, hold up the middle. I think he'll be that dog. I think, um, he'll definitely bring that Steelers defense back to where, um, you know, where it was when Ryan Shazier was there. Um, I still think they need help in the secondary. Um, but towards the end of the season, the secondary actually was playing really well. Um, but now with Devin Bush, I think you know, he's great at stopping the run. I think that can help. Um, but you know, with drafting defenses and fantasy, you're not going to pick the Steelers defense just because of one player. But I think that's my biggest draft prospect. I think he can help turn yeah, the Steelers yeah. around. If you're in an IDP league, though, Devin Bush could be that guy since he's going to be in the middle. He's right. going to see a lot of action. Right. If you're in a league where you get points for tackles and sacks, that might be the guy that you can get. Right. Um, like, like I wanted to get Leighton Vander Esch last year. But he was already he got scooped up the moment he started getting hot. Yep. Um, 
because I was I'm in a 14 team league IDP league. And speaking of Van Der Esch, I actually did have a comparison because he actually is a really good tackler. And if I'm not mistaken, I think his 40 time was a little bit faster than Van Der Esch. So if that's true, you're looking at um, you know, if he could live up or not, I don't want to say live up to Van Der Esch because it's not like he really did anything yet. It's not like he's a Hall of Famer or a great, but if he could be Van Der Esch for the Steelers. That that's that's pretty good compared to what they needed last year. So I'm just saying that's a steal that I you know like you said if, you know IDP didn't I would I would take Devin Bush most definitely. All right, who's your other guy? All right, my other guy <laughs> is Nikhil Harry. Ah, Patriots. I'm just saying the Patriots, and then um now that okay. Let me just go through it. Let me just go through it. You gonna like you gonna like DK Metcalf. I know that because Dog Baldwin retired. I know you. That's who you gonna go with. <sighs> but you're cheating. It's like you're looking on my paper. <laughs> that's who everybody gonna go with. But <laughs> okay, go ahead. Although now I got some comparisons who I think he could be. Um, um, now because he's not the fastest receiver or the quickest, but um, he's a pretty good route runner. He does block well. And he got strong hands, and he can play both the outside and the uh, inside right receiver spot. Now, my comparison, and you you gonna probably laugh at this, is Des Bryant. Really? Yeah. Now, Harry is is. I think he could be the Des Bryant for the Patriots. Um, and then you also the biggest factor of it all. You got Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um. You got one of the best passes in the league. Um, that offensive line, you know, Tom Brady definitely is, you know, you see how he is with the videos with Edelman and, you know. Before... You about... I'm sorry, I ain't trying to. No, no, you... go ahead. Aren't you worried about Tom Brady? You know, he's getting older. You know, the offense doesn't really, it looks like it's about to change because you don't have Gronk anymore. You... What happened last season? Who won that Super Bowl? No. Oh, oh, come on, man. It wasn't like they blew out the Rams. Okay. I was scarce. How how Tom Brady looking against the Chiefs against Patrick Mahomes? I mean, that was a gunfight. <laughs> but how he looked? Did he look old? You know, he I'm he ain't look old. You right. So this is my thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady need Tom Brady plays how he needs to play against that opponent. I guarantee you, if Jared Goff, let's say for instance, Jared Goff, you know they would have been gunslinging, right? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you Tom Brady would have did the same thing. Tom Brady is who he needs to be. Make him sound like Batman. I was yo, you <laughs> just stole it out of my mind. I was about to say he is Batman. He is exactly who he needs to be. So you got Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about him calling out rookies or not trying to help, you know, not trying to help the receivers like Aaron Rodgers. Then you got you got help with Edelman. He's a vet, and like I just like you talked about earlier, Enman, um, to help him. You know, with the little stuff to help him become a better receiver. And he's six two. Yeah, and and Demarius Thomas exactly. And if Josh Gordon come back, if he reinstated, which I doubt will happen, but you got him too. So, they, so on that front, they I I gotta confirm this. So I'm just put this out there and then try and confirm it later. Right. So, disclaimer. I'm not sure. I'm just he, stuff that I've heard from other people on Twitter. But on podcast, I'm like, 
But Josh if Josh Gordon comes back, think about that. If Josh Gordon comes back, you got Josh Gordon, Demaryius Thomas, Edelman, Inman, and then you got a rookie, you know, a big 6'2 rookie, 228. Come on. You only, he's only going to go up from, you know, where he is. He slipped all the way to the last pick of the round, but you know what I'm saying? I think he's going to be really good for Tom Brady. And if he could be what Des Bryant was for Romo, let's say Des' second year. I mean, you've seen in Des' first year, he was going to be a pretty good receiver. But uh, Des' second year with him and Tony Romo, and they was taking over the lead, I think that could be Nikhil Harry with Tom Brady, and it's going to wind up being the biggest deal of the draft. Mm, I like it. I wasn't sold on uh, Nikhil Harry. I- I'm still kind of not because I – I'll say look, it's a more 60-40 in favor because the Patriots just – they get real weird when it comes to their wide receivers. Like, you know, everybody was hype about Chris Hogan a, a couple years ago. And right. Last year, Chris Hogan basically disappeared. And they were just, like, throwing to James White and, you know, throwing to – spreading the ball around to their receivers. And it was like, right. Was a dominant receiver. But if he can – if he can get – even if he gets anywhere near what that right. was for Romo, that's a nice pick. All right. And now that's what I'm saying. I'm going to get into mine. You cheated a little bit. Because <laughs> I was going to talk about DK Metcalf. Right. I'm going to talk about him now because you, you ruined it. That was, that was one of mine. All right. I'll, I'll just say this. I like this position that DK Metcalf is in. Uh-huh. Because without Doug Baldwin there, going to slide Tyler Lockett to the slot, which means it's going to be – they do. They did draft another – they did draft two more wide receivers. I know one of them is uh, Gary Jennings, the fourth-round pick. And right. I can't remember the sixth-round pick that they got. But you got Gary oh. Jennings, DK Metcalf, David Moore from last season, and the uh, sixth-round pick. I think DK is going to be the guy – who will be used in the red zone. Right. He'll get – Seattle ran the ball really well last year, but I don't think they're going to do that as much, you know, because the NFL just catches up to what you're doing. So you have to add more to your offense. So I, I would say that Seattle will go a little bit more balanced as opposed to run heavy. So I think that's where DK can – Get out there and take take advantage of the opportunity because right he's a big guy six three he runs a four three <clears throat> right he he got speed size and hands so you don't have any other red zone targets uh, t- to use that's where DK Metcalf can thrive and if he gets like five six targets a game and he's getting shots in the in the red zone that's good enough for what RB. Oh, why do I keep doing that? Not RB. Wide receiver. <laughs> uh, receiver two, maybe a solid flex. And then. See, but feed. my so thing is with the Seahawks, are they, or, you know, with DK Metcalf, I don't know. Because are you going to handcuff Russell Wilson again? Or are you going. What? You mean throwing the ball? Yeah, throwing the ball. No. Why would you need to? You still got the run game. You're still going to use Chris Carson and Rashad Jennings. Um, Chris can catch out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have Tyler Lockett in the slot. You don't have to. Uh, and Russell can run. That that's versatility, at least in two 
two out of the three positions. So okay. you don't have to you don't have to pigeonhole Russ to make him throw. Russ right. will do that on his own, and he can improvise. And when you improvise, when you got to chase Russell Russell around like that, that frees up the wide receiver because now you're you got the DBs chasing them for longer than three or four seconds. Right. I think that's where uh, that's where DK Metcalf can excel at. All right, who your second one? You're making me choose. All right. Um I'll give you oh man. I'll give you Miles Sanders. I was gonna go Josh Jacobs, but that's more obvious mm-hmm. because of Isaiah Crowell going down. Right. Exactly. Doug Martin is not a threat, in my opinion. So Josh is gonna be that man in the backfield. But I like Miles Sanders. Uh out of Penn State, Philly grabbed him, and he's he. Unfortunately, he's going to end up in that running back by committee. Yep, that's my sleeper too. By the way, so I guess you're looking at my paper now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that means I got a better sleep. I think I got a better sleeper than you. Then, well, well that's my sleeper. So go ahead. He's not a, he's not a sleeper though. I mean, because well, of the running back by he, committee, he, he is. I'm, I'm about to say that's the reason why though, because they but also look at it. Look at. All right, let me give you his last year, his, his numbers for his last year in college. Oh, I know. 20 carries. Yep. Oh, you 12, 12, over 1,200 yards, mm-hmm. nine touchdowns, 5.8 yards per carry. Uh, and he can catch 24 catches, 139 yards, and 5.8 yards per catch. Right. He's already in an offense where he won't see loaded boxes because of the passing attack by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Wins, uh, a threat, you know, and this is unbiased talking. Like, I'm not going to hate on Wentz right now because he's a good passer. You have those things. You have Ertz, Alshon, Deshaun Jackson now is over there. As Deshaun a Jackson is not a threat. I'm sorry. Look, all you need him to do is, hey, go run that go route and take the uh, corner and the safety over. First of all, what you should have probably did was name Aguilar first and then Deshaun Jackson. Aguilar benefits because of everybody else. Don't even start with, like, he's that guy. No, he's good because but exactly what you just said. Exactly. That's what makes him better than he is. He's trash. But anyway, oh, all right, look, you, you <laughs> bringing out bad stuff in me, man. I'm trying to talk about They have a passing attack that's legit. So when you have all those weapons there, I don't think that you're going to see a lot of loaded boxes. He's already better than Jordan Howard running the ball. And oh my the goodness! Catching the pass, you know, what? It's true. You you can't compare running in college to an NFL. I, so you all right? You can't say he's better than Jordan Howard. So I, say, think he, I think he will be better than Jordan. Okay, Howard. there you go. There you go. That's I better. Um, Jordan Howard averaged 3.7 yards per carry last year. What do you freaking do? Now, he could do better because he's in a better offense. I'm um, about to say. Now, the fact you should even have brought that up, though, because Jordan Howard, number one, was playing with uh, Trubisky. Mitch. Who, ex- <laughs> who is exactly what his first name is. Exactly. Mitch. So, I mean, him averaging three and a, what, th- was it 3.7? Risky is supposed to have an arm too. Like, so come on, seriously. I'm not, seriously, he couldn't beat the Eagles secondary, and they all were like hired, like that. The Eagles just found the king of pressure mall. He couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> even get twenty points on them. So come uh, on, Tartar told, 
told me that those guys were legit. Like Maddox was locking boys down. No, no. So that's what Twitter told me. I'm I'm just repeating it. I'm just saying, <laughs> you put him, you put Jordan Howard in the Eagles' offense. He that might that might go up to let's say like four point eight, four point seven ish. He can't catch. He, he can't, can't catch. catch. No, he can't. So you're you're basically you're doing a committee, but he can't catch, right? But how often does Wentz check down to running backs anyway? But that's the thing. When you got a guy in Miles Sanders who can do it all, that adds another dimension to your offense. Now you don't have to keep changing out uh, player. You don't have to keep changing out running backs because. You don't. You you have a guy who can run and catch. That's true. If, I need to, if it's third and seven, I need to change out. We're not running the ball with Jordan Howard. Who are you fooling back there? He's not going to run for seven right. yards. So are you saying draft Miles Sanders just to catch the ball at the backfield? Is the no, is I'm he like the draft. Eagles' new Sproles? Or are you saying like no? What I'm saying is Miles Sanders is going to. If I, if Doug Peterson is is as smart as everybody in Philadelphia is saying, which I think Miles he is, Sanders, right? Miles Sanders will have that job by the end of the season. Just off the simple fact that wow, he can do better. And I, I was going to save that hot take for wow. Uh, I was so you saying he going to take Jordan Hot? He's going to take wow by before the end of the season. I'm saying I'll, I'll even give you the midway point. Midway in the season, he week, should week eight. You saying that's all Miles Sanders? He should because if wow. he's as good as advertised and he can do it all, why are you having him in a committee with? Well, I guess it really wouldn't matter because the Eagles got Jordan Howard for a bag of sour cream and onion chips. Yeah, so his contract is only a year, right? So if Miles Sanders can outperform Jordan Howard in the first half of the season, and he's already he's a better catcher than Corey Clement. What am I doing a running back committee for? They're okay. only they're only good now if they come out and spell out. All right. So who's your sleeper? Alexander Madison. Do you even know who that is? I don't. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you're gonna tell me anyway. Yep. <laughs> out of Boise State. He got selected in the third round by the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this is a guy who I think has the potential to be able to start this season because we all know that Dalvin Cook. Injury prone. He's good, but he's just he's made a he's made a Charmin. Um, <laughs> Not he, glass, Charmin. Yeah, he made a Charmin. <laughs> like, it's just it's just sad to see guys that have so much talent and he just can't stay healthy. Right. And like I like I'm high on him this year. Like I like Dalvin Cook, but if I pick Dalvin Cook in any of my leagues and I, I I'm he I don't flex want, RB. Yep. He's yep. a and he he has potential, but if I'm picking Dalvin Cook, I'm definitely coming back around and I'm getting Alexander Madison. Right, that means like me and you can't be in leagues no more because now you know my secret and I'm have to kill you. So <laughs> not really. I mean, I was better than you anyway, so it kind of be like taking what? a step down. Oh, we going. <laughs> we we got a draft coming up anyway, right? Yeah, we got- yeah, yeah. But as far as Alexander Madison, this guy. He was a beast in college. He had two thousand yard seasons. Um, in two thousand seventeen, he had um one thousand eighty six yards and twelve touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He can catch. 
he's had like 27 and 28 catches per season. Um, in 2018, he had over 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns. Like, walking ball, he's not a burner. Like, he's not going to – he's shifty. He's a power – I mean – um, He's a bigger – he's a bigger back. What I was going to say is do you think he'll have an impact running the ball, really, with uh, Kirk Cousins back there? Yeah, I, they have to figure out what they're going to do as far as the passing game. Because with the Redskins, when they had Kirk Cousins, I mean, they didn't really – they wasn't known for running the ball. But they they got John D. Filippo out of there last season, and the guy they brought in, um, he likes to run the ball, and that's what they're going to get to. So it, Well, hopefully, because Kirk Cousins is trash, so they need to get the ball out of his hands. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, he's not trash for fantasy. He's not trash. He's not real bad for fantasy, but for he's trash if you're a Vikings fan. The playoffs in real in real life football, mm-hmm. nah, he's not the guy. And he don't. Right. Apparently, he doesn't play well in, on big spot games. No, he doesn't. Which is why Dak is what like almost you, undefeated against him. If it's like Kirk Cousins goes into the he goes into the arena, the big like, oh God, the light's so much- not for everybody though. But you play professional football. The lights are on all the time. Whether it's a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game, like if he play so you mean to tell me he can come into a he can come in and play at a four o'clock game and be fine. But if it's eight o'clock, he gonna freeze. Like what? That's how he is. Well, in any case, I think Madison has an opportunity to play this year because Dalvin Cook is made of Charmin. So if he can get in and perform, right, put some heat on Dalvin Cook. When you have a thousand yard rusher in college, and he comes in and he actually does well, if that that's I, I will put him as I will put Madison as a stash. If you're if you get him by himself, right, handcuffed to uh, Dalvin Cook because you know at any given moment Dalvin Cook could go down. It lessens the risk for having Dalvin Cook if you either. Draft running back heavy, or you go and get Alexander Madison uh, later on in the draft because I don't think a lot of people are aware of this guy. Um, I don't think so. Thank know. you for bringing him up. Now you let us all know. Uh, you know, I, I do what I can. <laughs> I, I drop a little Jimmy every now and then, but I definitely want to uh, give props to Angelo underscore fantasy for putting me on even further because. You got to see this. I'm going to tag you in this, uh, his breakdown um, on Twitter. But it was legit. He actually sent me another guy um, I'm going to look into later on. But those, that's my, those are my selections for the top rookies. There are a few more, but, you know, these are the guys we'll get into to get into right. that may have an impact. Like, I'll, give you, I'll just give you some names of the other guys that I had. Like, I had uh, Debo Samuels. I had... Uh, Paris Campbell. I was going to lead off with Josh Jacobs. You already knew that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another guy, uh, Paris Campbell, and um, the boy from the Steelers, Deontay Johnson. It's, it's, I was going to bring him up too, but I don't think you have a bigger impact. impact yeah, not on right. The team. right. Kind of deep. They got James Washington there. They got uh, Dante Moncrief. He's on a one year. Yep. Leave. 
But if Dante's gone and James doesn't work out, um, they talking about he could be Antonio Brown. Don- Deontay Johnson could be Antonio Brown light. No, no. I mean, no. he's drawing a lot of comparisons to Antonio Brown. But that's just some of the guys that we wanted to go over. Um, before we wrap this episode up, I do want to get into. We're going to start getting into our rankings. Um, <clears throat> hopefully by the next episode, um, Drake should have. He he's taking forever. He's like the old man, <laughs> the old man of our podcast. Like he was supposed to be on in our first recording, and I kind of jacked that up with uh, moving around, testing out this new application we're using for our podcast and um drake drake should be coming on drake mr chestnut he should be coming on um in episode three unless he you know falls asleep or something but um so what rank is we doing we're gonna i'm gonna start we're gonna start off with running our running back our early running back rankings um heading into the 2019 fantasy draft uh but for now let's give him a little teaser let's let's list our our top three I'll let you go first. Okay. My top three. You should listen to me. Oh, God. Number one is <laughs> Todd Gurley. Wow. Number two is Saquon. And number three is Christian McCaffrey. You cheat. Am I missing somebody? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you missing somebody? Nah, I don't think so. Zeke. Zeke. And it's not even cowboy bias. I'm just like, oh wait, what's your top three? My top three is Zeke, Saquon, and Christian McCaffrey. You got Zeke number one. Yep. All right, people, don't listen to him, and I'm about to explain why. <laughs> like, now, go we're, ahead, not, we're not going to take up too much of y'all time, right? Listen, mm-hmm. Zeke gets you a lot of yards, true, but he don't score the football like Ty Gurley. Saquon or Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Zeke has had double digit rushing touchdowns in one season. And that was when he first got drafted. The next two seasons, single digits. You go with Ty Gurley, he scores the football, gets you almost the same amount of yards as Zeke. Saquon scores the football. Um, he had a pretty good first year. We'll see how it does. Second year. And Christian McCaffrey catches the football, scores. When he catches the ball, scores when he runs the ball, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Zeke, I don't even have – Zeke is number six on my list, actually. Number six? Number six. But we're we not going to go that far down. It's only about the top three. So if you want to win in fantasy, don't listen to Will. Okay, now, see, let me let me shoot you full of holes real quick because, mm-hmm. number one, Ezekiel Elliott got suspended last season. And he missed six games. That's why he hasn't been able to have double digits. All right. But, okay, so he didn't get double. But that's a fact that he didn't get double digits. I don't care but about why, why he didn't. He didn't. The why is a big part. No, the, it's not. Okay. It's not a big part. Okay. So, the fact that he Listen, got. So, wait. Z got suspended in six games, right? Mm-hmm. And he had you, seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns, right? Exactly. So you telling me out of the ten games you played, you couldn't get two rushing touchdowns a game? No, really? You because you you got him in your number one spot. So I'm just trying to figure out 
why you got him number one if he can't even get you two rushing touchdowns a game. He had two in week six and week seven. That's only two games you mentioning. Hey, but he's scoring a touchdown and almost he scored so a wait, touchdown. You're telling me that he gave you two touchdowns in week six and week seven. That's four out of the seven touchdowns. That's bad, Will. Okay. That's you bad. know what Ty Gurley gave you last year? 17. But How we many don't... games are in the season? 16. So that's a touchdown a game. <laughs> that's great. So when that arthritis in his knee flares up and he blows out his knee. He'll still have more touchdowns than Zeke. I guarantee you that. On the bench. I, I can't. Uh, I'll put it to you like this. I can't put Todd Gurley that high right now. That the the lack of news around Todd Gurley and his knee, whether it's his recovery, whether it's the even arthritis. if I didn't put Todd Gurley number one, let's say I switch it around. Let's say Todd Gurley's not going to play, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I switch it around. Then it will go Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Uh I, I, Zeke is not top five in fantasy. I'm sorry, he's not. <sighs> Saquon, I, 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 with that bad offensive line, and no way am I saying he's better than Zeke. I'm not saying it. But he gave you 11 touchdowns. Yeah, he did. But you don't have Odell Beckham in a, in a wide receiver core anymore. Eli is getting older, and he's a bum. The offensive line is not good. And Saquon is the will. risk attack on the ground. You don't think I'm he's sorry, Will. You don't think he's going to see more loaded? No, no, he will. He will. But Zeke played all games last year. But No, not all. He played 15 games last year. He He gave you six rushing touchdowns. And three receiving touchdowns for a total of nine on the season. And that's still under 10, Will. (laughs) It's still under 10. What I'm telling you, all right, the reason I have Zeke at number one, and this is not a slight to Todd Gurley. I still have Todd Gurley in my top five. I I just want to be more comfortable. If I'm spending a number one pick on a guy, I want him to be durable. I want him to be a part of the offense. And I want him to have the potential to score. And I think with the change... <laughs> hear me out. With the change from Scott Linehan to uh, Kellen Moore... Here we go. Don't do it. It's all about us. All about potential upside. He has the opportunity. He's getting the carries. He just wasn't used enough in the red zone. That which was weird. It's like you get under the ten or under the five, and you're throwing passes. Why? You have one of the best running backs in the league, and you're not. You know why they throwing passes? Because he can't score. He can score, and he has the same amount of rushing touchdowns as our QB. That's bad. I think that's poor Dak, utilization. Dak has six rushing touchdowns. The red zone efficiency for the Cowboys was ranked in the 30s. He they were 30th. And that's that's, all. Just, that's not just on Zeke. That's <clears throat> on the as a coordinator. That's on the quarterback. It, no, it, it most definitely is. But if Zeke was capable of scoring in the red zone, I'm pretty sure that he would have the ball. Who? Zeke? I, if Zeke was capable of scoring in the red zone, I'm pretty sure he would have the ball. Yeah, he could, but there's factors to that too. You had injuries across the offensive line. Offensive line. You got Tra- uh, Travis Frederick coming back this year. Tyron Smith is healthy. Zach Martin is healthy. Connor Williams is getting another year in the system. Oh God, you you named everybody. Do you name that bum? <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna lie. The young boy was getting rocked last year, but he was smaller. 
he's bulked up. He's putting on weight. He's bulking he's, up is always not a good thing for offensive lineman. Yeah, it is. That's what you want. You okay. want the offensive line to have some meat. They the meat and potatoes of the of the offense. Listen, right. Todd Gurley, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey. If you want to win, that's the way to go. I'm not going to disagree with Christian McCaffrey. I actually just did a, a fantasy outlook on Christian McCaffrey, and I got him listed. He is, uh, I think, he is a top three uh, running back pick for this year's draft. Um, he just gets. He's bulked up too. So you saying bulking up for him is not is not good? It may not be. You know, sometimes bulking up puts you more risk of getting hurt. Okay. But we'll see. I, but those are our rankings. The whole the way he's using the offense, I think, um, bodes well for him. You know, you can't predict injuries, so I mm-hmm. go that route. But he has as long as Cam Newton isn't stealing red zone scores from him. <laughs> You can say the same thing about Dak and Zeke, but okay. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, but if you want, if you want the offense itself to be good, you have to be able to use both of them. And I don't think that Carolina is more prone to using Cam Newton in the red zone like Dallas should be using Dak in the red zone. He only had four scoring yeah. touchdowns last year. Cam Newton only had four touchdowns last year. Um, in the red Dak, zone. I think Dak is used well in the red zone, though. I think what they should do is call him more because of how, how you know, how efficient he. Yeah, yeah, but say he's really efficient when he runs. You know, what I'm saying he's a smart runner. Mm-hmm. He look, he know he he got great like ball carrier vision. And he looks for the hole, and boom, he he out. So that's why I don't put Zeke top five. Mm-hmm. But we'll see next episode maybe. Yeah, we know we're gonna get into it in depth in our next episode. So. You better have your homework ready. My homework stays ready. I think Saquon is, <laughs> I think Saquon's gonna have a, a bit of a regression this year. And the reason I say that is like I said before, the offensive line's not good. Yeah, they got some new pieces, but it's it's for right now it's not looking good. Eli's right. Odell's not there. Are the wide receivers a threat enough to load to uh no they're not from seeing loaded boxes? I don't know. No, they're not, but I will say this. In the same sense, Zeke, even when, like, let's say 17, when Dez was just a shell of himself, Witten was old and couldn't go to work, Terrence Williams was hurt. Um, you know, when we went through all that problem off of the line, although they stacked the box, Zeke still, um, even though with the six game suspension, he still almost led the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it don't matter if they stack the box or not. If you're a great running back, you know, you're going to be great. So, never know. Uh, I just don't like it. I, I know for a fact that Saquon's going to be drafted that high coming into the – coming in this year. Um, he's already tied for first place with Zeke um, per fantasy football calculator. All right. So, as I was saying, right, you pick Zeke number one, you're going to mess your whole team up. I want to save this. Oh, it's going to be published. You're going to post it, and everybody who laughs at that, everybody who laughs at me for saying that, just remember, I'm a Cowboys fan. So if you laugh at me for saying that, just remember, I have a strong reason. I watch every single Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to have to – you got to change – they have to change their offense. 
because it can't be that bad going into the season again. It can't be ranked 30th in the red zone. You can't. Get- I don't see a big improvement, to be honest. I'm going to tell you why. It's because Keelan, he was sitting behind Leonard Hand the whole time. If you had that much of input, then I'm pretty sure you would have, yo, maybe we should do it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we should do it this way. I mean, we already know how Scott Linehan was running that offense, man. That's true. Iron fist style. He wasn't trying to hear none of that. If it wasn't from his mouth to the players' ears, he was he wasn't trying to take in no input like that. It was. I don't shit. blame it all on Linehan, but he did have a big part in that. When you got wide receivers telling you, "Look, man, this is trash. We need to do something different," and he like, "No, <laughs> you know what? That's you true. Can go, you can go ride the bench real quick, though." And then you don't see like it happened to Allen Hearns last year. Allen Hearns was like, "Yo." This is stupid. The the DBs are sitting on our routes. We need to do something different. And he said it out in public. You ain't hear from Allen Hearns until the Jaguars game. Yep. So, and then, they uh, now this is speculation real quick. Amari Cooper said the same thing after they beat the Eagles. Yo. Yep, the, he did. The, the DBs did. are sitting on my route. He told Dak, like, look, we need to change this. And Dak was like, apparently, as, it's, as the story goes, Dak was like, nah, you know, come on, let's just rock the play. And then they got to the line, and Dak saw what he saw, and he looked at Amari Cooper, and he changed the play, and Amari Cooper was like, bet. And then they scored a long a 75-yard yep. touchdown. Yep, I remember. And then the next couple of weeks, Amari Cooper disappeared. <laughs> I mean, and he mm-hmm. targets, but it was just like the, they weren't good possession. That's true. I can't, I can't argue on that one. I mean, that's just speculation. But we're going to get into – we're going to get real – Real deep into our running back rankings, our earlier running back rankings in our next episode. Um, so let's wrap this episode with one more question. How are yep. you getting ready? How are you getting ready for the fantasy football season coming up? I'm a big mock draft dude. Um, so once we get, you know, I recommend once you get your place in fantasy, I suggest you do a bunch of mock drafts. I, I usually do about five, and I like to see out of those five was my best lineup, you know, try to predict where, who going to go where, and, you know, you go from there. But um, I suggest, you know, do a lot of mock drafts and stick to your notes. Don't deviate from them. Mm-hmm. What I like to do to get ready for the fantasy season is, um, like you said, Jalen, doing mock drafts helps. Um, I generally like to wait until I get all my draft positions for each league so I know where I'm picking. So that way I can get a glimpse of who, where what players are going in what round, um, what players I plan to target each round. And, you know, just in case a player gets picked before or in the round that I'm selecting, I have a backup just in case. Uh, mock drafts help relax. relax they kind of help you relax, um, especially if you're coming into the league and you're new. Um, it gives you kind of like a you do if you give you get a repetition repetition because you do them over and over and it kind of calms you down so that way when you get into your league draft you're more prepared on uh and what you're seeing how things go and you get a pace for how uh fast players are being picked and stuff like that um the one thing mock drafts don't really prepare you for is that anomaly in each fantasy league where you have someone reach for a player or they cause a run at a certain position. Like, uh, I'll give you one example real quick. In one of my earlier leagues, we had a guy pick two quarterbacks in back-to-back rounds in the second and third round. He picked 
Aaron Rodgers, and then came back and selected Tom Brady, which caused a run. And, you know, because of my particular strategy, I don't draft QBs early. So by the time I decided to pick a QB, uh, I I ended up with Jay Cutler. And I had to make a trade to get rid of him. But, you know, those kind of that's the only thing that mock drafts don't really prepare you for. Okay, so that wraps up our episode, our very first episode. So um, now we'll give you our social medias. Um, You can follow uh, Jalen at Ace underscore Game Time 215. You can follow me at I underscore M underscore Hyperion 94. Um, You can also follow our Fantasy Finest uh, accounts on IG. Look us up on Facebook and like us. And on Instagram at Fantasy's Finest. That's Finest with a PH, not an F. So those are all our handles. Please follow us. We love to talk fantasy football. Um, Give us a like on Facebook um, and follow us on Instagram. We get the latest in news, um, banter, polls, uh, starts and sits. We'll end up doing that a little later when the season starts. But, you know, we got a lot of content coming down the boat. Please feel free to also give us feedback. We're not afraid of critiques. Tell us what we did good. Tell us what we did bad. Because that's the only way we'll be able to grow. We appreciate all and any feedback that comes, and we'll catch you guys next episode.